Welcome to Season 2, Episode 42, where I'm going to be talking to you about how chasing money can kill your fundraising, how that you don't chase money, you attract it. How do you attract it? With a compelling vision, the right stories, and a passionate team. Welcome to the Minor Touches to Major Impact Podcast, where nonprofit leaders get the strategies and the encouragement they need to see their mission fully funded. We refuse to leave the world as it is, no, we dream of it as it could be. We're kicking history in its sides, and we're having a really good time while we're doing it. We believe that paying attention to the minor touches maximizes our impact for our mission. For the next few minutes, we hoist our sails in a voyage away from mediocrity. Just as fast as the wind will move us, we're racing toward excellence and seeing our mission fully funded. I'm your host, David Oakes. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show today. Glad you're here. Today, I'm going to be challenging you to think about how chasing money can kill your fundraising. An overemphasis on money, it will hurt you. I want you to dream with me. Imagine, just imagine yourself leading a dream organization where you have a billion dollar budget. Come on, let your mind just get flow. Think it, dream it, imagine it. Resources flow like water and everything you want to do is funded par excellence. You cannot fail, right? You cannot fail because your organization has all the money it needs. In this billion dollar budget organization, advertising is no issue because you have enough money to flood the nation with television ads and markets in every state. Billboards in expensive, high-visibility locations fill the whole country. You even, because you have a billion-dollar budget, you even opt to place a $10 million ad during the Super Bowl. Social media influencers are quick to speak on your behalf because you just pay them to do it. You have the money you need, so you offer $150 to any influencer who will post an image or video or still image with an overlay text supporting what you do. You pay 500 digital, deputy digital organizers, you pay 500 of them $2,500 a month to promote you on their Instagram accounts. And with all the money you need, you hire staff, uh, lots of staff, right? Right? Why? Because you have a billion-dollar budget and you can hire your mission matters, so you hire 2,400 staff members. How can you fail when you have all the help you need? You cannot fail, right? Uh, (laughs) Wrong, wrong with a billion-dollar budget. I just described... Michael Bloomberg's 2020 presidential campaign. It was just such an organization. Everything I've dreamed with you about, that's what they did. 
And because he had a billion-dollar budget, Michael Bloomberg's 2020 presidential campaign, because they had all the money they needed, there was the widespread and prevailing belief that they could not fail in their mission with all of his billions of dollars and resources. A dream organization. They spent more than all the other Democratic candidates still in the race. Combined, money would not stand in their way. Theirs was one of the greatest single campaigns in American history. Yet for having all the money they needed, yet for all their spending, they failed miserably. Wow. Want something to think about? Before he dropped out of the race and spent a billion dollars, Michael Bloomberg won one primary. He won the number one, a single primary. American Samoa. (laughs) Michael Bloomberg's campaign exhibited an overconfidence in money alone. Organizations get sidetracked when there is an overemphasis on money and even believing that getting the money they need will answer to everything. Selah. Fundraising gold nugget. Good thing to remember. Write this down and ponder it for the next few days. Put it on a sticky note and just thinking about it. Thinking that money is the answer to your mission, to your organization. Thinking that just money's the answer. It'll kill your mission. John Maxwell says money will not automatically start a movement. Transformation can't be bought. Movements have begun without a penny being spent. Thank you, John. One of my favorite proverbs says this, talks about it. It says in Proverbs 23, number 4 and 5, Don't exhaust yourself acquiring wealth. Be smart enough to stop. When you fix your gaze on it, it's gone. For it sprouts wings for itself and flies to the sky like an eagle. Wow. Don't exhaust yourself chasing money because as soon as you start to chase it, it sprouts wings, flies away. Mm. The writer here, he compares chasing money to the futility of chasing birds. Like birds, money seems to have wings. The more you chase it, the more it flies away. Think about it. How do you catch a bird? When I was a kid, I remember somebody told me this incredible saying, and it took me forever to figure out. And it said, do you know, David, if you can get close enough to that bird to put salt on his tail, you can catch him. I couldn't figure out why putting salt on that bird's tail would allow me to catch him. The truth is, it has nothing to do with salt or putting salt on his tail. If you're close enough to put salt on a bird's tail, 
You're close enough to just grab him. Well, here's the deal. You cannot get close to a bird. You cannot get close enough to put salt on its tail. (laughs) When you chase a bird, he just flies away. You don't get the honor of getting that close. So he compares chasing money in this proverb to the futility of chasing birds. Like money, like birds, money seems to have wings. The more you chase it, the more it flies away. So you can't chase birds. What do you do? My goodness, you attract birds. You put food out. You set traps. You have to attract them. You cannot chase them. All right, another fundraising gold nugget for you. Focus, focusing on getting money rather than attracting it will kill your fundraising. Wow. Focusing on getting money rather than attracting money, it'll kill your fundraising. So you don't run after money, you attract it. What then attracts money? Okay, I'm going to give you three things. Obviously, there have to be a whole lot more, but I'm going to give you three major ones. Number one, a compelling vision. Number one, what attracts money? A compelling vision. We attract money by addressing injustices, solving overlooked problems, meeting challenging needs, and seizing opportunities. The hopeful future we create by addressing these things in our followers' mind through our mission, through our service, that's called vision. Your vision was is what would happen if everything you do works. I know this is confusing to so many, but what you do is not your vision. What you produce, what you hope to produce, that is your vision. Now, I offer a free resource. If you want to do a deeper dive talking about vision, then click the link here in the show notes and you can download a little resource that I created and a lot of people have grabbed it. You can grab it too called Why a Lack of Vision or Why Not Having a Vision. It's the number one thing that will keep donors from making your mission their number one passion. So what attracts money is having a compelling vision. I help people all the time work through what it would look like if everything they do works. Okay, so a compelling vision is what the world would look like if everything you do works. Let me just give you a quick example. I love the Alzheimer's Association's vision. Now, the Alzheimer's Association, they do research into Alzheimer's. They support families. They, I don't know, the things that they do, oh my goodness, are amazing and wonderful. But you know what the Alzheimer's Association, do you know what their vision is? Their vision is This is compelling. They figured it out. Their vision is a world where there is no Alzheimer's. (laughs) 
their vision, if everything they do worked, their vision is that everything that one day, everything they're doing pays off, and their vision is a world where there is no Alzheimer's. Now, how they do it, that's called their mission. Their mission is how they do it. So most people that meet nonprofits, they meet fundraiser and they'll say, what do you do? What does your mission do? And instead of telling them a a compelling vision, they tell them what they do. When somebody says, what do you do? You ought to say, there's a problem in this world. Our vision is to fix it. Okay, enough about that. Number one, a compelling vision. Number two, a passionate team. Nonprofits all over this world are led by executive directors or founders, and they don't have a team that they have grown to a passionate team that they've raised up around them. They're doing it by themselves. Executive directors get hired all day long. They come and they go like crazy. The turnover rate for executive directors and for um, major gifts for fundraisers in nonprofit organization is so high it would stagger your imagination. I can't remember the number now, but it's very high. A large percentage of all the people who took a new job this year as uh, and to help with fundraising and to be executive director, they'll be gone. They'll be gone shortly. So if your mission has any chance for success, your leaders, the people who help you lead your organization. It's your staff, of course, but let me say, it's your board. It's your board. If your mission has any chance for success, your board, the leaders on your board, must give their approval, their voice, their involvement, and their influence to all your efforts that you do to attract money to your mission. One famous author in a book called The Startup of You says, no matter how brilliant your mind or strategy, if you're playing a solo game, you will always lose out to a team. The nonprofit across the street is going to get all the money it needs if it plays as a team than you will if you're playing as a solo player. Tom Patterson says that if I have one good idea and you have one good idea, how many good ideas do each of us have? The answer, one. And then he says, now, if I share my idea with you and you share yours with me, how many does each of, how many does each one now have? We both have two ideas. (laughs) So having a passionate team gathered around you, giving their approval, their voice, their involvement, and their influence to what you're doing, it multiplies your power. I found that the more I develop my team members, the more passionate they are for our mission. Find ways to help and enhance your team members, your board members, your staff, of course, Your staff doesn't just show up to do what you hired them to do. They showed up for you to to take an interest in who they are and for you as their leader to find ways to help 
and enhance them, of course, in what they do for you, but also in their own personal pursuits. As their leader, you ought to know these things and then encourage them forward. Include them in your decision-making processes. Instead of just making a decision on your own, begin to include your team, include your staff, absolutely include your board. Ask them into the process and let them help you make your decisions. Of course, they may come up with a decision that you would not have done. It's the price you pay for having an on-fire team. Lighting their candle never diminishes your own. An unengaged board will kill your fundraising. Enough said there. So, number one, you need a compelling vision. You need a passionate team. And you need the right stories. Nothing does more to enhance your mission than telling the right stories at the right time. (laughs) Stories are a wonderful way to allow other people to brag on you and your mission. Um, Just as a side note, you are not bragging on yourself and your organization. Are you? Surely you know more than that. You know better than that now. So can you handle another Proverbs? It's Proverbs 27 and number two. Let someone else honor you for your accomplishments. For self-praise is never appropriate. Wow. Instead of you talking about your mission, fundraising nugget here, get others to talk about it for you. Document the stories of the people whose lives have been changed because of your mission. Help them. Your job is to gather that story. Help them to tell the story. Do the same for a volunteer whose life has been changed from your mission. Do that. the same thing for a donor whose life has been changed as they have encountered you and they give. Get a legacy supporter. Get their story. Get a monthly donor to tell their story. And you just publish their story about what you're doing. What about someone, an early adopter? Your mission's been going on for years now. What about someone, get their story, who helped you in the beginning? When you were unclear on what you were doing, you just had a passion to to fix the injustice that you saw. Get an early adopter. What about a community influencer? Does the mayor know what your um, your mission? Know about your mission? What? Who are the people who have been impacted by your mission, by what you do, and your vision? Who among those might have influence? They may have uh, financial capacity. They might be a leader in the business community. They might be a leader in the um, government community, yeah, any um, person, who, an elected official, but get their stories about you and then you publish their story. You do that online, you do it in your newsletters, you do it in your mail outs, all of your marketing collateral. So just as a recap, the three things that will help you Attract money to your mission. You can't chase it. You attract it. Is a compelling vision. 
you can get my resource in the show notes, a passionate team, and then the right stories. And I'll tell you, there's one more resource I'll put in the show notes, five stories you can tell, four stories. Okay. So I hope this helps you to get the money that you need. I want to see you fully funded. Okay, that's our show for today. I want you to connect with me on Instagram. Let me know your story. Let me know how what I do has impacted you. I would love to know it. Those stories are powerful and good. All right. As I always do, I'm going to send you off with some positive affirmations. Ready? We are proud nonprofit leaders on a mission to create a changed world. We're not begging, we're not pleading, nope. We are inviting humanity to partner with Providence to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted so we can leave the world we found in a better place. It's all coming together. It's breaking our way every day. We're a little clearer in our message Every day we learn a little more strategy. Every day we see another piece of the puzzle coming together. So until next time, this is David Oaks saying, don't forget, it's the minor touches that lead to major impact. So long. So long.